It's not just fake studies like John Bohannon's chocolate study we just heard about that trickle up through the tabloid press. Countless life enhancers and beautifiers are fixtures in glossy magazines, each one backed by experts who stand as living proof of their efficacy, those radiant celebrities. You know, these are not evil people. There's not a star chamber with Gwyneth and, and Oprah where they're making decisions <laughs> about what we're supposed to eat. Timothy Caulfield is the author of Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? How the famous sell us elixirs of health, beauty, and happiness. Actresses and actors, sports figures, musicians, they're under more pressure than any of us to look good, to stay thin, to never age. So they're looking for solutions to that problem. And often they're just talking about it in social media and in the popular press. While Caulfield urges us to have compassion for celebrities, he nevertheless finds fault with the fad diets and bogus beauty treatments they endorse. So now, our second breaking news consumer's handbook, Celebrity Edition. First up, beware the B-I-E-B, or Beeb. Beauty industry efficacy bias. Consumers want it to work. The healthcare providers want it to work. Obviously, the industry wants it to be portrayed as if it works. And magazines aren't going to sell magazines telling people that none of this stuff works. So all the social forces kind of point in the direction of making people think this stuff is effective. The Beeb, he says, affects us in two ways. First, fad diets. So celebrities like Madonna and Demi Moore are said to be big fans of the werewolf diet. Advocates claim that fasting with juice cleanses during a new moon or a full moon can help you lose as much as six pounds in a single day. Yes, Jennifer Aniston has made this baby food diet famous. What you do on the baby food diet is you replace your daytime eating with baby food. Sure, those sound stupid, but how about cleansing, fasting, detoxing? They're scientifically ludicrous on every level. (laughs) There's no evidence that we need to detox. We have organs that do that. There's no evidence that the proposed regimen, whatever that is, is going to help you detox, right? And I hate the messaging behind it, some kind of quick fix, when what you really need to do is find a lifestyle that you can sustain forever. And don't talk to Caulfield about gluten. I don't think this trend would exist but for celebrity culture, by the way, without people like Gwyneth and Miley Cyrus and all the sports figures that say that they've benefited for going gluten-free. So is going gluten-free healthier? No. A study just came out that found that gluten-free food is no healthier. In fact, in some cases, it might be less healthy. There may be more sodium and less healthy fats in there. Is it a good weight loss strategy? Again, no evidence to support the idea. Some studies have even suggested that people put on weight when they go gluten-free long-term. Short-term, people probably lose weight because, again, they're concentrating on what they're eating. Then we come to the real controversial thing non-celiac gluten sensitivity. By which you mean if you don't have a diagnosed case of celiac disease, the belief is is you could still be sensitive to gluten and it could still cause everything from fatigue to migraines. There is an ongoing debate in the academic literature about whether this phenomenon exists. The best studies where they've done actual clinical trials have found no gluten sensitivity, right? So 1% of the population is celiac and there may be an additional 1% to 6% at the outside of that may have some form of non-celiac gluten sensitivity. There's no way it could account for the growth in the popularity of going gluten-free. 
The Beeb reigns supreme in the beautification industry. Consider Kim Kardashian's vampire facial, whereby a substance distilled from your own blood is injected back into your face. Or the sheep placenta facial, allegedly favored by Victoria Beckham. Or drinking eight glasses of water a day. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, that's one of the most persistent myths I came across. <laughs> you know, it's just not true. And people just swear by it. Look, you drink when you're thirsty, full stop. And there's no evidence that drinking all this water, like Jennifer Aniston says we should, is going to make your skin glow and rejuvenate and blah, blah, blah. Speaking of glow and rejuvenate... They're on a list of watchwords Caulfield has assembled to indicate a science-free zone. Also on that list, clinically proven. Does that mean that they did a study, they asked two of their patients, and the patients thought that they looked better? What kind of clinical study was it? Dermatology approved, what does that mean? That doesn't necessarily mean that there's any scientific evidence to support it. If there was an anti-aging product out there, I swear to God, we'd know it worked (laughs) because the data would be everywhere. And if you uh, see the word... Toxin. Toxins have kind of become the modern-day evil spirits residing in our cells and making us fat and making us tired and depressed. There's just no evidence to support that idea. And again, no evidence that any of the, the products and processes that are being marketed by celebrity culture are going to rid your body of toxins. You know what really works? You know what the anti-aging things are? Don't smoke. Stay out of the sun. Get exercise. Exercise seems to actually have a physiological impact on your skin. Eat well. (laughs) You know, the dream crusher, right? Um, And get sleep. One of the things I was most surprised about is the evidence around sleep. He's a right buzzkill, he is. Why do we continue in denial, in magical thinking? Because we want to escape death. And in the case of chocolate, because we like it. So many people contacted me in the wake of this saying, you know, I'm so disappointed. John Bohannon. Even reporters would guiltily mention this when they were interviewing me about the whole stunt. They would say, you know, part of me just hoped, beyond hope, that chocolate really could maybe help me in some way. You know, I had that experience myself. Look, it might actually be the case that (laughs) chocolate helps. You can't draw the opposite conclusion. You really can't draw any conclusion from this study. It's like reading tea leaves, and that was the point. If you do really bad science, you can make up any story you want. So if you're eating chocolate and it seems to be helping you, stick with it. Get your chocolate out and let's lose some weight. On our website, you can also find our second Breaking News Consumers Handbook related to health news, The Celebrity Edition, as well as our Spot the Tomfoolery Quiz, where you can find out how adept you are at distinguishing real bogus health stories from fake bogus health stories. On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.